Uh, we give God thanks and praise for you being a part of this prayer line tonight. Uh, we thank and praise God for our leader, Pastor Thomas Rich of the River of Life Christian Center located up in Marlboro, Maryland with him and his awesome and incredible wife, uh, Pastor Joanne Rich, uh, wonderful people of God, wonderful servants of the Lord who are carrying out God's work in that area. And we give God thanks and praise for you, you, and you. Going right into the word there last week, like I said, we opened up uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15. And um, we, we, we started off with a clear radical command from God that was communicated to King Saul through the prophet and judge Samuel. And the Lord said, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed them on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now, they came out of Egypt and they were they they they, they weren't they, they weren't strong. They 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 were very vulnerable. And what Amalek did was they attacked the rear. <laughs> Of, of Israel as they was going out and we were plucking them off, plucking them off from the rear, just plucking them off, plucking them off. They were weak and they were vulnerable. Um, and, and so they, they, they haven't become strong as a nation. They, they, they really weren't uh, uh, skilled in fighting. And, and, the, and these Amaleks took advantage of them. And God hated, I communicated last week, that when the strong take advantage of the weak, especially when the weak are his people. And so now it's payback time, and God said, go and attack Mal Amalek. Judgment time has come, okay? And, and, and he had a special purpose for uh, um, <coughs> his people, the nation of Israel. And so, so, so Saul, Saul was a, 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 a capable military leader. Yes, he was. And he could gather and organize a large army and he knew how to, how to time his attacks properly and lay in wait in the valley. And so, so Samuel communicates this to, to, to Saul. This is God's judgment. Okay, God's judgment. When God has a judgment on you, boy, listen, nobody can help you. Nobody can help you. And it was time for Amalek to pay up. Okay, it was time for them, him, them to pay up. But this was, I said, a test of obedience for Saul. He was king. Hmm? Will he do what God says? He wanted to make this judgment fit their sin. Okay? And so Saul, as I said, was a military leader. And God knew he was capable of taking care of business. So we read in verse 4, uh, Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in, in Telam. 200,000 footmen and 2,000, 10,000 men of Judah. He, he had a large army, okay? He had a large army. <laughs> so two, 
It, it, it was 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. And so they came to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. And Saul said to the Kenites, go depart, get down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. Okay. And so he showed wisdom and mercy in letting the Kenites go. Because God's judgment was not upon the Kenites. And he didn't want to destroy them with the Amalekites. That was Saul showing wisdom. Saul was the man God wanted to take care of business. So he attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. And he also, wait a minute now, 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 now. Here's a man who's who, who's 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 showing that he got, that he that he has wisdom, and that 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 he's capable. He was a capable military leader. But I want you to listen to what <laughs> to what he did. Now God said, let, let, "Let me go back a little bit because I need to state how God said He wanted this." He said that he wanted him to destroy, utterly destroy all that Amalek have. Smite them, kill the man, kill the, kill the men, kill the woman, even the babies. Even the babies. Suckling, ox, sheep, camel, ass, anything that was related to Amalek, destroy now, God is not a mean God, y'all. Judgment has come. And, 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 and judgment has come upon Amalek. And God specifically said, this is, this, this is how I want this. He, he, he used Samuel to communicate to Saul. Kill everybody. But, but in verse 7 through 9, look what he says. And Saul smote the Amalekites from Havilah until... Thou comest to Shur, that is over against Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive. Wait a minute. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't God say utterly destroy all the people with the edge of the sword? But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the oxen and the fatland lambs and all that was good and were unwilling to destroy them. Why? But everything that, listen to this, everything despised and worthless that they destroyed. Saul attacked the Malachites. Now, now, now that was good, you know, being obedient to the Lord, but it was selective and incomplete obedience. God don't want incomplete obedience. He took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive. God commanded Saul to bring judgment on all people, including the king. Here's the question I want to ask. Why did Saul take Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive? Why did he do it? You, you, can, you can formulate your own answers on that and, and share in the comments, 
But it, it was either out of foolish pity for this for this uh uh uh, uh for for this person or disobedience. They spared Agag and the best of the, hold up, they spared, wait a minute. This is not what God said. He, they spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatling, the lambs, and all that was good. Wait a minute, all that was good. In other words, I'm going to take all the good stuff for myself. Uh, they were unwilling to destroy other to destroy them and God clearly commanded in 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 3 every oxen sheep camel donkey was to be destroyed and he did not do this what, 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 what we need to understand is this was an appointed judgment from God okay everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. But they were careful to keep the best for themselves. Hmm? Hmm? They were pleased with what they gained after the battle. This, this, it, wait a minute. This was judgment. This wasn't a time to take for yourself. This is God said take every, everything out. Everything out. Everything out. Hmm? partial obedience is complete disobedience. Let me say that again. Partial obedience is complete disobedience. Hmm? They came home happy and excited, Pastor Rich, because they gained what they gained from the battle. Look, look what we got. Ooh, ooh, look what we got. They, 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 they were joyful and happy about God's judgment. You ain't supposed to be happy about God's judgment. This would be a sad thing. This, 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 this thing dishonored God who, who brings judgment reluctantly without, without pleasure because he wants men to repent. But they came home they, they, they were uh, 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 all happy. Look, oh, oh, look what we got. Hmm? Partial obedience is complete disobedience. Saul and his men obeyed as far as it suited them. They, they, uh, as far as it suited them. They did not obey God at all. Sparing the good and destroying the worthless. To spare the best of Amalek is surely equivalent to sparing some root of evil. That's just like us with our favorite sin. We 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 when we want to hold on to our favorite sin. We 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 we. We 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 need to understand that 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 agag for us is is evil propensity, hmm? and and that thing exists in all of us for self gratification. Hmm? And to spare agag is to be merciful to ourselves, hmm? to exonerate, 
and, and, and excuse our failures and condone our besetting sins. Look what God said to Samuel. Let's read verse 10. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king. Oh, I want us to get this. It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king. For he had he for he turned back from following me and have not performed my commandment and it grieved Samuel and he cried unto the Lord all night hmm? Hmm? It, it, listen God's heart was broke over Saul's disobedience Let's think about that. We start off doing good, serving the Lord, living like we're supposed to. And that thing that we didn't get rid of, that thing that we didn't destroy, that that thing that 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 see, because he was supposed to move move out everything. Listen, what we what what it's a song they sing, a praise song they say. If it's not pleasing to you, take it out of me. If it's not pleasing, take take it out of me. But 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 we want God to take some things, but not all things. Hmm? Remember, he started out humble, submitted to God. Eventually, he, he but he went on his own way in disobedience. Now let me get back to this term. I greatly regret what God said. It repented me that, that, that I set up Saul as king. Okay? Now, I, I, I did some studying and it says, this is the use of anthropomorphism. And it explains God himself to man in human terms so that man can have some understanding of God's heart. Let me say, let me say this to you. God knew from the beginning Saul's heart, his ways, and his destiny. God knew, he, look, look, he know my coming out, and he know my going in, okay? There's nothing I can hide from God. I, I don't know about y'all, but there's nothing I can hide from God. If I think that, I, that, that I'm hiding from Pastor Rich and from Marlon and from, and from my wife, God already know what's going on. Hmm? He, he already know he already know my ways. He already know my destiny. He all he he already knew, and 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 so God already he since he already knew that God already sought for himself a man after his own heart. Hmm? He didn't sit around in heaven and with a clipboard ch checking off boxes and, 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 and no, 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 no. God had a plan. God, God, Saul's disobedient. Yes, it hurt God. Huh? But, but, but God, 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 God said, hey, hey, yes, I, I, I regret that. Hey, I've set Saul up as king. Hmm? Hmm? 
I, I, I regret I set, set him up as king, man. But 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 I, but I, but I, but I, but I, I sought I I I I I sought a man after my own heart. See the difference between Saul as we as we go into this go further into this as we go further into uh, chapter fifteen and 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 you have King Saul and you have David. David disobeyed God too, but the difference difference is Saul didn't have didn't didn't have a heart for God. David did. Hmm? Saul Saul would sin and make excuses for his sin. <coughs> David would sin and cry out to the Lord for his sin. Hmm? He was a man after God's own heart. He cried out, praise God. He 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 he, he grieved over his sin. Saul didn't grieve over his sin. He wasn't grieved over his sin. He he was pleased. You think he wasn't pleased? Let's read on. So when verse verse uh uh eleven, it said, If it pitted me that I've set up Saul to be king, for he turned back from following me and have not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set him up a place and is gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. Now, look, verse 13 here. It says, and Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Wait a minute now. God told you to utterly destroy. He was pleased with himself. Blessed. Hold up, Pastor Rich. This guy disobeyed God. And when the prophet come, oh, bless you, my brother. God bless you. Good to see you. <laughs> Man, God bless you, prophet Samuel. Bless you. I've done what the Lord told me. Hmm? But wait a minute. There's not even no shame of guilt in Saul. He directly disobeyed the Lord. He didn't even feel it. His conscience was dead to shame and his heart was dead to God. Saul's heart was so dead, he could directly disobey God and wait a minute, set up a monument for himself. Wait a minute, who does that? I perform the commandment of the Lord. <laughs> he, he, he came with such bold up. He big and bad and bo I disobeyed God, but he big and bad and bold, boasting of his obedience. He's self-deceived. Hmm? Hmm? I perform the commandment of the Lord. Hmm? Listen, folks, pride always lead us into self Deception. You're deceiving yourself. We can't deceive God, but we deceive ourselves. I perform the commandment of the Lord. That's more than the truth. Listen, if Saul had done it, he wouldn't have boasted about it. 
So Samuel said in verse 14 through 16, what is this bleeding in the sheep in my ears? If you if you done what the Lord said, why, why am I hearing why, why, why am I hearing bleeding of sheep in, in my ears and the lowing of cat oxen in my ears? And he said, oh, oh, wait a minute. Look, let's say what let's look how he responded. I bought them from the Amalekites. Whom he should have, who who he should have destroyed all of them, for the people spared. Wait a minute, the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen. What did what did he, he told him to kill everything? Did he not? And so he said, "Wait a minute, we got these sheep, these oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God." Wait a minute. Oh oh, wait a minute. Let me go back. Let me read that again. He said, verse 15, and Saul said, they bought them from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep and oxen and, and to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. The Lord thy God. Wait a minute. Did y'all did you, did you, did, did get that? Yes, sir. Wait, wait a minute. I want y'all to get that. Wait a minute, because he said, he said to sacrifice, sacrifice. to the Lord your God. But he showed, is he, is, wait a minute. He didn't say my God. He said your God. Yeah, yeah. Your God. Hmm? Your God. He he didn't have God in his heart, y'all. Samuel was trying to persuade him how. Listen, this is the way. This is. The, remember, we some chapters back. He was he was talking to him and he was trying to share with him and how he needs to just give his heart unto the Lord. Hmm? But pride and disobedience, y'all, it makes us blind and deaf to our sin. Hmm? It was obvious to Samuel, but it was invisible to Saul. Hmm? Hmm? Some of us, including me, some of us had blind spots of sin in our lives that we need to get rid of. And we need to ask God to show them to us. Hmm? Now, now, uh, everybody on this line, I want everybody on this line to repeat after me. Okay, Psalms 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O God. Search me, O God. And know my heart. And know my heart. Try me. Try me. And know my anxieties. And know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me, and lead me in the way everlasting. In the way everlasting. Hey, listen, folks. We 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 need we need God to search our hearts. I, 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 so, so we need I, I, we need Him to search our hearts tonight. And 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 if there's any wicked thing in me, huh? If it's not pleasing in to you, take it out of me, Lord, huh? Huh? Take it out of me. Take it out of me. Take it out of me. Take 
Take all that evil propensity out of me. I can't just not just a little bit, not just a little bit, but 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 I need it. I need it. I need it out of me. I can't make excuses for my sin. Look what he said. They brought them. The people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen. This is the first series of excuses from Saul. He blamed the people, did he not? Not himself. He blamed the people. They bought them. Did you? Did your Bible say that? They have bought them. Verse 15, look at it. They have bought them from the Amalekites. Who did God tell to go and destroy the Amalekites? He didn't blame himself. Secondly, he included himself in obedience. The rest we have, the rest we have utterly destroyed. We, I'm, I'm included myself in that. We, we, we utterly destroyed the rest. Third, he justified that he kept, that what he kept because of his fine quality, best of the sheep and the ox. The best, we took the best. We took the best. Look what he said. We spared, look, verse 15, look at it. For, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, we, we did it for a spiritual reason. <laughs> Jesus. Hmm? But you know what his real problem was? Hmm? Hmm? Let me bring this to a conclusion here. Uh, because Saul's real problem even in his excuses it revealed the real problem. He had a poor relationship with God. Hmm? Remember what he said? The sacrifice to your God, the Lord was not Saul's God. You know who was Saul's God? Saul. The Lord was the God of Samuel. <laughs> I mean, he, he was God of all of them, but, but, but not Saul. In his pride, he removed the Lord from the throne of his heart. Let me tell you something, y'all. When we get saved... <laughs> We were on that throne. Before we got saved, we was on that throne. And I know I know, I was on that throne, man. I did what I wanted to do. Anything I was big and bad enough to do, I did. But when I got saved, Jesus got on that throne. And 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 I'm not saying I, I, I that I did everything right, but, 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 but what happened was now I had a consciousness of God. I had, a, I had a consciousness of what was what, what what was pleasing to the Lord. And if I did something wrong, I had to come back and ask God for forgiveness. I had to come back and ask God to to to, to help me. Help me. Help help me. Help me to overcome. See, that's the difference between David and Saul. That's why God said, I'm gonna seek a man after my own heart. Did Saul was after the after Israel. David will be, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do, we're gonna, we're gonna do some, some comparison between David and Saul. God, David, 
David, David was a man after God's own heart. Saul was a man after his own own heart. He he he. Listen, I, listen. You got some qualities there. You you got some, you got you got some things that I can use. I can use you. Listen, I can use you to bring judgment on these people. You're a military leader. I can use you. Here's your here's your orders. Carry them out. Did he carry them out? Nope. He disobeyed hmm? because God was not on the throne of his heart. Just like us. We disobey when God is not on the throne. Every one of us on, the, on this line tonight, we need God on the throne. And, we, and when God is on the throne, he's going to tell us what to do. He's going to tell us who to love. He's going to tell us what to give. He's going to tell us who to pray for. He's going to tell us who to reach out for. He's going to tell us who to be kind to. He, 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 he's going to tell us what to say, what words to say, how to say it. He's going to tell us, uh, uh, you, know, you know, what we need to do in certain situations we find ourselves in. Obedience is better than a sacrifice. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Samuel said to Saul. God don't need no sacrifice. God wanted you to be obedient. Why did you disobey God? We're gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna go go through some of these some of these questions. Why why did you not did so? Why did you, why didn't you do what God told you? This thing hurt Samuel bad because I believe Samuel Saul was Samuel's project, you know, and he he was working with him, and it hurt him to his heart that 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 that. Saul disobeyed the Lord. Let me finish with this. Verse 17. The charge against Saul. Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes. Then wait a minute. I'm going to pick this up next week though. When you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? Hmm? Question number one. Number two. And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? I mean, remember, he was little in his own eyes, but he was anointed king over Israel. Hmm? Hmm? Now, the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalek, and fight against them until they're consumed. Hmm? I'm going to stop right there uh, because, man, it, it, it's like, whew, it, it, this, 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 this is, uh, it helps us to look at ourselves and our relationship with the Lord and the things that, that God is doing in our lives. And, and and we need to examine ourselves and make sure, man, that you know that we that we have a good relationship with the Lord, and that we are obedient, not disobedient, but obedient 